This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and I have with me two very special people, uh, Shepard and Anna, really from Poverty Action Waikato. It's, it's a group that we sit on together um, talking about and hopefully at times finding solutions for some of the issues um, related to poverty and the consequences of those um, those issues. Yeah, kia ora, Holly. Thanks for having us. Kia ora. Awesome to be here. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's so cool to have you both here, actually. And, and you know, Poverty Action Waikato has been um, an organisation that's been going on for years, and you, of course, have been fundamentally a part of that, Anna. Um, and, and keeping, keeping the walker going. Yes, that's yeah. right. Paddling upstream <laughs> often. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you, in the early days, did a lot of research as well mm. in this space, and, and often research is really lacking, eh, in the mm. space of poverty and the, um, the impacts of that, and how we measure poverty and what we measure in relation to poverty, because often it's, it's a monetary measurement. We're not talking about the well-being elements that are hugely related to poverty and. Mm. You know um, the health consequences, and you know there's just yeah. so many other. And uh, what we remember finding too was often the stats weren't keeping up with the stories. You know, yes. it was the stories that really were the most powerful and actually moved people. You know, to realise the levels of poverty in the Waikato at the time that we did that research. But I mean, unfortunately, things haven't gotten any better. No. But we have to we have to think that actually they could have got worse if we weren't there kind of advocating and telling the stories and and keeping our um I just keeping that cordial alive that people's stories are really important to this and Shepard, you have so many stories about these issues you've just, yeah as i I remember when I first met you, I think you were living in oh, it was a boarding house that's right mm. and we had a cordial about housing at that point. Mm. Because the housing situation you were in was pretty bad. When, when oh, was you got off of that house with a hole in the floor, remember? Oh, Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> when, really how, how long ago was the shepherd? Uh, it was about five years, six years. The house itself was all um, people that were living in there were from low-income areas, also street kids. Mm. They weren't meant to be there. But um, that, that changed over the, a few months. But it doesn't mean that... You know, it was it was all carpeted and painted. It's a good. It became a safe environment, but we were still struggling individually. Yeah. With payments and you know it just it just didn't end from there. Okay, we got the house up and running, but still at the end of the day, we had to look after ourselves. Yeah. From a financial side of it. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't an opportunity to thrive, and and that's what that's what we want for people in hope. Yeah. So f- today we're actually talking about. Um, Renting, housing, kind of what what it's like at the moment um, on on a limited income um, to to find good safe housing, um, to feel secure, to be able to thrive in that environment mm. where you know you're quite clearly you weren't, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, I d- I, we were having our kōrero, um catch-up at the beginning of this year and just as we were sitting there, like just hearing, I think it was Rob's rent gone up, what, $40 yes, a week? a week. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's 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 big money when, you, when you're trying to, you know, when you haven't got a, a high-paying job, which a lot of, you know, people who are working in, in these uh, spaces, sectors of, of NGO, it's not, you don't earn big money here, you know. And if you're on a benefit, well, you really you know that's pretty limited and so $40 a week that's that's yeah. significant so yeah. my budget is automatic every week you know, I, know, yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen how much I'm going to lose and what I'm left with and and then what happens if you need to go to a doctor or uh, right now I'm paying $5 a week Oh, okay. So, so that's an in that ad- way. Is that in, in advance? Yeah, it's in advance. Yeah. Thing. So when I do go there, and then I say, oh, yeah, you, you can go, but how much have I got in there? Got yeah. Hey, that's budget. cool scheme then, eh? Um, it's good you can yeah, do it. It's sad you have to. Yeah, but you, yeah. you have to structure yourself in the finance that you have. It's, so, yeah. it's such um, hard work, eh? It's, you have to be a budgeter. No, but I could be spending it on something else. But Oh, man. And then I paid uh, $20 a week for um, our... Wi-Fi. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's $80 a month. Yeah. You know? But I've got two that are paying. Yeah. They pay me $20. Yeah, that's But um, it, it sort of helps out. Yes. Yeah, you know? totally. Because even though I'm losing $20 a week, it all adds up at the end of a month. Oh, it does. You know, yeah. and then I always forget, oh, I've got that much. Oh, that's right. I forget what's going out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then when you look at your account and you go, hey, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh and my the, goodness! And the reality is, you know, um, internet is a necessity in today's day and age. And if you're going to interact with any mm. um, such a government necessity. or yeah. you know government entity, mm. whether it's um, kāinga order, whether it's um, you know working income, whatever, you, you you have to be online. You have to it, be. It, yeah, it, it is so helpful. It saves me going up to the yes. oh, it saves you some up. yeah, it saves you time. I could just tap in there, exactly. just type away. There. Yeah. So without internet, I'd I'd, I'd be stuck basically. It's not a gift of, of of you know just doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. You've got to do it. Yeah. 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 And now you've got to nearly cry in front of them. Right. They to make it work and give some remorse mm. or something. And say, well, you're struggling because I'm just. A, Statistic of the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah you're all in it together. I'm not, I'm, if I'm there mm. speaking on behalf of them, okay, I'm there mm. speaking on behalf of them. Mm. So it shows the struggles that we're trying to yeah. achieve day in and day, day out. Day in and day mm. out. Do you mind mm. telling us a little bit about what your living situation is? You're in a you're in a house. I pay two fifty a week. Yeah. Um, and got to put covers there. Yep. I get four hundred five dollars. Jeez, that, so it's not leaving a lot. No, it's leaving a lot. Fortunately, I get. Food from Kai Evolution, which yeah. really helps out. Yeah. Um, I smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And I, um, I used to get two packs a week. Now I'm living on one. Yeah. It probably really trained myself to have two cigarettes a day. The thing. Yeah. It's good I'm out there active because I never smoke anyway. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's really interesting because you know I'd like to talk about smoking because this is one of the things that's used against people living in poverty. Often, oh, they're spending money on smoke. They're spending money on alcohol. Um, and and I find it frustrating because um, I find it frustrating because I drink alcohol mm. and I'm I'm, a, I'm allowed to because I've got higher income. Like, do you know? What, yeah, the judgments that are put on people exactly. And yeah. I was also when I was in a mm. lower income um, when I was a student and and the like. So similar mm. position. I was a heavy smoker during that time. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I could I could quit smoking when I got into a good job 
and I was in a good house and I had all these other things around me, I didn't need to smoke in the same way right. that I did when yeah. actually life felt really hard. Mm. And for me, because you know, when you have a cigarette, you get an endorphin release. It's part of the addiction. Like So it, there's, a, there's a whole lot of reasons why people um, in that situation actually yeah. go to addictive substances for some kind of escape exactly it puts you into a comfortable position that's right but only yeah. for a matter of time when yeah. you get real consumer smokers yes you know they're only doing it because they're just so frustrated yeah mm. but it becomes a self um, perpetuating thing but that's the nature of, of addiction and all of that stuff but it was mm. interesting I, I wasn't going to be able to quit it wasn't I would have less food so I could buy cigarettes. You know, that's the choice that you make when you're yeah. in those situations. Which yeah. is kind of what you're saying too. Yeah. But it yeah. comes to that. It yeah. really, really comes to that. But but I've trained myself, not to speak with any individual out there, yeah. is, you know, a meat pack. Yeah. You get six sausages. That's three meals. That's yeah. massive aim. Yeah. This yeah. is the way I'm thinking. Yeah. Right, that's Monday, that's Tuesday, that's Wednesday. Yeah, if you can okay. buy it in bulk like um, that. Mm, so yeah. I'll walk away with two packs of meat. Knowing that that's going to last yeah. seven days. Mm. Yeah. If I was a family man with six kids, it'll be a total different scenario. Yeah, mm. that's right. And and you can't keep kids. You got to keep your kids fed. Got to yeah. keep them fed, otherwise, uh, yeah. Otherwise, there's going to be a lack of of substance in themselves. That's yeah. right. That that you know we're never going to have time mm. to see it. What's happening in Fairfield? We're never going to have time to see it. So I'm talking from a, a, a individual point. Yeah. I'm not talking about a, a family, which you know my heart goes out to that sort of thing. But I've trained myself, so I know I'm going to have no money left at the end of the week. But I've got what I need. Mm. Yeah. I've got what I need to survive for the next week. But that is still week to week living, and that is that not week to week living. That's not thriving. There's eh? no security in that age. Eh? No, I like to go out with friends and have a you know a couple of cold ones. Go and watch a movie. Yeah. Go to a restaurant. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. All I can do is walk past a window shop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. You know, you look at all the stuff. You go, I wish I had that. I hope that. Yeah, totally. And then you yeah, get to the end of the shop and you go, yeah. and just walk on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I face yeah. day to day. So four hundred five dollars, twenty dollars goes out a week. I know twenty five, thirty five dollars now it goes out a week. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not left with much money. No, no, at not all. at all. And then of course we've seen um, rental um, costs rise significantly. What was the latest number, Anna? Did you see that came out recently? Um, it I was it was quite significant. It was something like twenty um, percent over quite a short period of time well, anyway, I can't remember the numbers I just yeah. know that we're seeing and this has actually been happening for years oh it's just ongoing exactly and they do increase the accommodation supplement and 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 you know try to address those issues but it's just ongoing you know there's no end to this increase in rent it feels like so that's why they are having that corridor now around rent controls and yeah. finally the government's actually Listening looking at this yeah. stuff and actually well, considering yeah you know mm. so are the rents do you think driven by the increase in cost to purchase a house so is it is, is that driving the rental costs up yeah well that's what they that's what they say yeah the cost of housing overall is driving the the rentals up but yeah and I mean you know the thing is the market as we've talked about before Holly on the show it's not really the tool to provide housing through because 
it's a basic human need, eh? We all need housing. So that's why we go to the models of, you know, state housing and actually state provision of housing as a, as a, um, I guess a clawback on the market, you know? It's sort of like mm. it acts as a bit of a pullback on, on those runaway prices. Cause if you've got state housing there, it's, it's at least a big, you know, chunk. Mm. That our community can mm. can depend on. So, yeah. this, so what we've seen with the the um, I suppose potential solutions, we've seen a lot of councils and the likes try and step back from yeah. their contribution yeah. to yeah. Um, social housing, um, and we've seen the government and local um, local government devolve some responsibility to NGOs. So to NGOs, you know. Yeah. And what what is your thinking around um, NGOs filling that gap? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess from Poverty Action's perspective, we were always opposed to that um, direction, mostly because we saw it as an abdication of responsibility from the state. And, you know, there were a lot of claims at that time about the poor state of state housing. Yes. And that was used as a, as a rationale for this shift. But actually, all that needed to happen from our perspective at that time was investment into state housing so it wasn't so terrible so that it, the quality of the housing was actually um, better and I mean you know the thing is with the the devolution to, to NGOs um, you know there's some amazing NGOs there providing are. amazing housing mm. and, that, and that is all cool but it just creates this administrative layer and um, you know competitive mm. uh, funding model again between all of these players in this yeah. market now of and, um, community yeah. housing yeah yeah and, and my feeling was always that um, I mean obviously I'm a great supporter of, of all of the work of the not-for-profit sector oh, and we yeah. do I think they work incredible hard. things absolutely but it's still it comes back to me that this this is a government responsibility and even if the infrastructure is owned by government and then that then the service is you know put out to NGOs to actually run and drive because then there can be a provision of wraparound service which was often what was the rationale was was the rationale for not for profits too and it's actually no generally completely underfunded NGOs um, don't have the same kind of um, broad base of taxation that they can use as investment to ensure that these Mm. properties stay up to standard Mm. we know through evidence through research there's been a lot of it recently that um, essentially every contract through um, government is underfunded in the not-for-profit sector uh, around 2019 2020 yeah, that, that was idea after, that we can do it cheaper yeah. that's right that's 600 <laughs> um, million dollars underfunding and that oh, was just man. yeah so yeah. you know we know then that what we're what we're doing to NGOs is putting them in a position where you have people work for free work for nothing do everything they can because these are human beings these are they, these are human lives. beings exactly and we don't want to see them suffer so nah, that's the thing yeah. felt to me like a shifting of the problem onto the sector without government really taking risk yeah and i mean it's been careful too because i know like there was a report years ago uh, written about uh, maori housing on maori land and the complete lack of support from government mm. um so it's, it's this report just basically said you know this is a, a dire situation how on earth are maori supposed to be able to build on their land with this lacking 
this huge lack of resource. So I, I do think that there is a, mm. a real significant place for um, Māori housing, for, for papakainga, and where that is controlled by iwi and hapu. Mm. I think that's a whole different thing to what you might talk about when you talk about NGO housing, yes. because I think that's a treaty-based um, right. solution that, that yeah. has to be supported. Like, it makes complete sense. And you've mm. got your whānau now considering it um, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so the government's actually the funding for them to build public land. And so where is mm. that, Shepherd? Uh, Riparong. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. But um, the off-scale of the collective, so we're more back in towards Ngāti Manawa. Yes. And we take So I'm trying to get them on board as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the hardest thing is trying to get their families back from the cities. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That urbanisation has been build brutal. Opportunities, yeah. opportunities for mahi, eh? Because mm. there's, there's no work in some of these places. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know that I know city people wouldn't bike. Um, but you know what? I mean, part of the issue too, if we just roll back and think about some government initiatives under the last... Um, not the last government, the one before. <laughs> Showing your age? No. Yeah, I am. How far I are we going back? Yeah. No. <laughs> we're going back to government. We're oh, just back, two. We're going back to a blue government. <laughs> oh, a blue one. If oh. we go back there, we, there, there was a whole move to um, to say people on um, work and income, recipients of benefits were not allowed to move to certain communities. Yeah, that's so right. You there think was. about the impact on a lot of our um, Māori communities where people might move for, for yeah, a job. Yeah, you weren't allowed mm. to go to a place where out a job. That's yes, right. That's and then it, true. perhaps you oh move somewhere, my. job doesn't work out, you can't go back. No. You know, and, and, and in terms of the impact on, um, you know, commitment to treaty, I think that's it was that just was appalling. Bad. That was, yeah, not a good yeah. one. Um, yeah. Shepard, you know, if you think about your experience over the years, have you, do you think you've seen changes in, in renting and the availability of rentals? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Definitely, yeah. Nothing there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, 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 the flash of the building, the higher uh, the, the rent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rent. <laughs> yeah. And I saw a lot of when you go rent hunting. Yeah. And then you oh, go competing, play. eh? And, and, and uh, one person went into, he won a 120. Yeah. But that was over the phone. But when I went there and I went, oh, I wouldn't live here. Yeah. You know, and oh. then you go to another place. Was that just for a market, room? That was just for a room. And it was eh? 280. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It, it was the same place. Yeah. But you oh. just couldn't afford it. Yeah. So you're juggling, juggling those two things. Safety. And you have to take, so I took the 120. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was a house I was talking about and we just changed the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but um, And a, a lot of stress in that house. So yeah. there's that competition going on and then there's the private sector. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's it's more different and difficult. Yeah. yeah. And and then they really check you out and then they take you through all this. Look at your CV. Look at yeah. your CV, you know, this. <laughs> It's, it's, it's changed from, say, 20 years ago, you just go in there, bang, you got the place. Yeah. I didn't know who you were as long as you paid every week. Yeah. yeah. But now it's so much... So they're do, doing these huge So much films. ribbons you got to exactly. cut. Exactly. Before you can get to the <laughs> ribbon with the key on it. Yeah. You know, so just, many ribbons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then when you think you're only going, oh, have you done <laughs> That's a nice that, way of putting that, it. That, that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I have seen change and an increase to paying it. But at the same time, I've seen the value and the cost of living... You know, the paying the food cost and everything. Yeah, is going up higher. Yeah, there's no gains to so be there's made. No, eh? There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and every two years we're getting caught out all the time. I know. You just think, oh, maybe it's getting better. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. So, what are some of the solutions then? How how do we, as a community, uh, 
really genuinely address this because the government's trying to look at it now and they're talking about it. They are, it. they're doing the rent controls and we need to press them on it. Like That's the real important thing is I don't even think people really know that they're having these, these cordial, although it was on breakfast not that long ago, so some people might be aware of it. But yeah, like, So tell me about rent control, what does it mean exactly? Well, it just means that there's at least some control that renters, that um, landlords can't put it up um, over a certain percent of increase in, in your you know, land property yeah. um, per year. So uh, lots of different countries have it, uh, Sweden has it. Apparently one of the things that is used as a bit of a reason not to do it is that it didn't work so effectively in San Francisco. Oh, okay, so one place hasn't, once. Hasn't always worked, but the reasons why these things don't work in certain places has a lot to do with the little rules and regulations around them you know yeah. so there is this um, uh, group called Renters United so if you want to find out more about how to um, advocate for renters and their mm. rights and just to level the playing field and um, bring back some balance into that into that area they're yeah. a good good organization to get you know behind because they've got their finger on the pulse of like what's going on and what the conversations are at that yeah. government level around this stuff yeah that's really that's, important that's really yeah. key you talk shepherd as well about papa kainga do you think that is a a solution that could be scaled across new zealand yeah oh yeah some yeah yeah um Nice designs, eh? At least well, he's over at um at, at Ross Crescent. Like they're building the houses over there. We were meeting there yeah. this morning with marketing, so, so getting a big three-story complex right next to her little fuddy. Is and she she's upset like, about a three-story house? Or she very like oh, yeah. oh, you know, like what is this going to do to my place? Am I going to have like this huge like monstrosity next to me, shading all my marakai, which is what we were there for? It's like. The consultation has has attempted to be good, and she did meet with someone who came into her house and said, "What do you care about?" She told that person what she cared about, but then that was all, and now she still yeah. doesn't know what the design of this place next door is. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind order. That's kind order. Yeah. Which which I'm not bagging at all because they're probably doing awesome mahi. It's just, and we want well, state housing. Government's never been great at consulting. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, everybody. <laughs> Although that the, this is this was uh, like a one to one who he, he did come in. Yeah. But what was dumb about it was, what do you want? Oh, okay. We'll see if we can make that take that into consideration. Well, that's not a really, it, and that's not constant. what does that even not, mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I, I think the public kind is sort of all the people that are living there already. Yeah. You know. It, it, I think yeah. that's great to get them out of that predicament and put them into somewhere where they're yeah. home and they're, where they're home. And, yeah. they're, and they're going to pay the house off. And yeah, and they're going to have their ownership. The, their ownership, yeah. yeah. But and yeah, they're what do you up to the land? What do you massive? do to bring people back the yeah, way? Like you, you talk do? about those. Well, that's the urban, hard part. Yeah, the but money. again, this yeah. is not focusing because I think it's only thirty houses they're going to build. Yeah, which is, makes up the number of of people that are living there now and they're yeah. all working they're yeah. farmers and oh, they're bushmen okay. and, and I suppose the other thing that it does that is really important is it creates a homestead again so there's some place to go back to that feels like home you mm. know and, and that's really hard when when you when you are moving all the time you don't have that homestead that place you call your own so yeah. you have the marae anyway but when you've got those homes as well to live in and then connect to and then go back to the marae from there I think that that would feel 
quite yeah, and that was really strange because I sold my whare in Galatea. It was more built for a stopover when someone passes, we can stay there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. because no one was living there, I, I, got rid of, I gave it back to the farmer. Yeah. Uh, so when we went back there again, we had nowhere to stay. stay. So we, oh, yeah. okay. You know, the marae was full and, yeah. you know, so we had to stay at our aunties in the van at the back. Yeah. So holding on to these places is... And, and is, it's like, yeah. the houses there are going pretty cheap in Murupara. Yeah. But um, it's basically a ghost town, actually. Yeah. It used to be the hub of New Zealand, but not anymore. Um, but, yeah, so when you go back to these places, what I'm hoping is that, you know, to draw back some of those whanos from the city. Yeah. Which is pretty late now, because I know a lot of people from Middlebutt yeah. stay in Peafield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of all, and they're in yeah. that yeah. situation where they're stuck. Yeah. They can't move. They're living day to day, lined up at the house, getting food, you know, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So supports to get people back and reconnected are still really important, eh? And if you can't afford the petrol to get to where you're, you fuck a papa too, that's yeah. significant. Yeah. And I, I remember those stories that came through when we were doing our research at Poverty Action was about that. People couldn't afford to get anywhere. That's why they get stuck. They can't afford mm. a bus. They can't afford a, you know, to drive their car to these places that are significant for them. Mm. So we're going to get out of the square a little bit. So I've been looking at uh, Los Angeles, and they took the rent market up to, I think it was $2,000 a month, mm. and that pushed basically quartered the city out wow. of their apartments, and they're living in the streets, right? Can I see that happening here? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's already now, they're living the squeeze in Squeeze out, eh? Sque- you know, yeah. and living in sheds. Mm. Now, why is the government not researching that? They've got boards there somewhere. You know, you go back to the blackboard when it doesn't work. Mm. They pull it all up and just have a big look at it. Mm. Well, I mean, I think that, that difficulty is that people are making money out of it. <laughs> and when you've got people making money out of it... pretty much what it comes back to. Yeah. Eh? When, you've, mm. when it's a market, it's mm. a market for someone to actually get tax-free income very often as well. I yeah. You know, um, the priority is no longer on providing homes, good quality homes for people. It's about making money at the end of the mm. day, and I think that that's, that is the wrong driver. I think you said right at the beginning it's the wrong tool yeah, it's not the right tool for the provision of housing. Yeah, and you know, maybe there will always be a small component of private of private housing. Fine, Katie but actually, we need a central pool of it. Yes, because we want people to be able to stay in place. Like I think about, you know, the numbers of times that people have to move these days because of a, a landlord's decision to sell or, or yeah. do whatever they want to do actually with their place, and and how many times our children, our tamariki, have to move schools and the unsettling um, mm. reality of that um, you know we need we need homes for people that are permanent so they can um, you know feel like a sense of connection yeah. eh? Mm. build their communities you know intergenerational yeah. as well you know which housing New Zealand used to be and under used climate to order it's just yep. yeah that they have quite different rules now mm. that, for the last you know um, 30 years yeah. or something but so there may be a shift back mm. to what what we used to have which and there I are think some would really good um, international models like that even the UK they've got some really good models of intergenerational you know state provided housing where where people just live and rented accommodation because it's secure and it's affordable. Sec- it's secure. The yeah. security and is it's guaranteed. Mm. Yeah. And, the, and the hotels as well? 
you know, that's the hotels stop are and go. such a worry. Oh, that's another whole yeah, stop yeah. and go. Look how much money is going out. And of that, there that can be week. scary as a um, moving into places where you are like yeah, a far no moving into a place just because you have to, and you don't know who you're with. I was waiting for my class. Things. I was biking on the yeah. road there, and on the on the, well, the hotels along the straight there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was walking past and just saw one guy getting basically thrown out. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. But, um, there was no addiction. There was no drugs. No alcohol. They just said uh, there's a big sporting venue coming. That's up, exactly what happens, and, and then they see you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. Yes, it has changed over the last 20 years. It's just terrible. Mm. And let's, um, let's really hope that some of this rent... Um, rent control. control, yeah. increased investment in state housing, and let's hold our government a little bit more responsible to this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've actually run out of time. I knew we would. <laughs> we didn't even play our song. <laughs> but that's us. So we're going to talk about this again. Because, okay. yeah, there's so much to talk about. But that's us for another week. You've been listening to Connect with Community Wakatoa, 3 of them, 89.0. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.